welcome to the First Lutheran Church located at 512 South Kale Avenue in Miles City with pastoral services provided by Pastor Steve Rice. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for us and for his sake forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 17th chapter. Luke writes, On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him, keeping their distance. They called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Once Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God was coming. And he answered, The kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed. Nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is. For in fact, the kingdom of God is among you. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. Welcome. Thanks for being here this morning, this first day of the week in which Thanksgiving uh, resides early this year, huh? Um, and so uh, uh, it's going to be a busy week uh, for the schools. Half a week uh, for many folks. Thursday uh, with family and friends. Uh, uh, Friday, kind of a lost day, and a weekend again. Time is going to pass very quickly from now through. Uh, uh, through to the season of Advent and then through the season of Advent to the end of the year uh, seeing Christmas as our uh, silent and holy night together in December the weather is certainly reminding us that we are in our the cycle of our fall and winter uh, festivals uh, as it has gotten decidedly colder out and it looks it just looks like uh, uh, like the hymn ere the winter storms begin, remind us of. Well, a bit of an explanation. Your bulletin today contains three lessons. You're used to that. The first two lessons are the ones that were appointed for today. Uh, The third lesson I borrowed and put in there, so they don't actually fit all that uh, 
uh, all that much together, but I wanted to uh, pick up a, a, a gospel reading with a Thanksgiving theme, uh, given, as I say, this Sunday before our national holiday, but briefly observe that the reading from Daniel is rather apocalyptic, um, as is uh, Hebrews, and apocalyptic meaning, uh, um, well, it comes from two Greek words, apokalyptein, to remove from hiding, or to reveal, or a revelation. And yes, Daniel and the last book of the Bible, Revelation, share much, much uh, similar kind of theology and, and thinking. But in Daniel, we read of Michael, the archangel, okay, uh, one of the few named archangels, I think three perhaps we find in the Bible, but St. Michael, the archangel, described as the great protector. And thus, you can understand why uh, Michael has long been the patron saint of the armed forces, patron saint of law enforcement. Uh, he is the defender, always portrayed with the sword, the two-edged sword that in its day was the fearsome weapon that could cut on the stroke and the backstroke. Uh, and so, Michael. And then in Hebrews, okay, a very, uh, uh, a very visionary uh, letter, and you can pick up how it would was written to appeal to the uh, understanding of the Jews, to, of the Hebrews, so that they might come to know Jesus Christ. And uh, its author says, let us approach with a true heart full of the assurance of faith. Okay, the assurance of faith. And so we take a look at uh, the reading from Luke. Uh, which again I say I, I incorporated uh, so that we might have a text to spend a few minutes together on uh, thinking about the subject of that response of faith, a response of faith and that is what the miracle uh, that you read of was intended to elicit. Miracles are not um, things unto themselves or ends them to themselves. Miracles are not magic tricks. Miracles, as you've heard me say, are meant to be portals, windows through which we can see the activity of God. And once you apprehend the activity of God, the only authentic response is a response of faith. The response of faith. And we'll deal with that then uh, here a bit this morning. Uh, but yes, I, I pray for you a restful, enjoyable Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, Noel and I, uh, well, all the family is going to gather in Anaconda this year. Uh, Emily uh, bought a house, and so she's going to take on the, uh, the role of uh, uh, bringing the family together from Portland and Miles City and all points in between. So we'll gather there, converge on her house, and so uh, uh, we're looking forward to that. I'll be back next Sunday, but be gone uh, the latter part of the week. Um, I do also want to uplift and commend to you the food bank appeal that is underway. Um, saw some things about the food bank this week, uh, some challenging things this week in the newspaper about the food bank, and uh, you know they've made a big distribution uh, so that folks might have uh, uh, adequate supplies for fixing their Thanksgiving meal together, and uh, we've kind of adopted as our uh, congregational response uh, the effort at replenishing the larder so that they can get ready for the Christmas distribution. 
Uh, our goal again this year is, is one ton of food, 2,000 pounds. We've reached that goal some years. We've fallen just a little short on other years, <clears throat> but uh, it only happens with your generosity and uh, mindfulness of that. We'll gather through uh, um, the beginning of December. I forget the date specific, but at which time then the children on, on a Wednesday will deliver what is... Uh, I'm told the largest single entity gift of food to the food bank uh, that they receive will take that over and the kids will do that in your name. So <clears throat> we, as we approach this one of the busiest seasons of the years, the year I chose the gospel lesson uh, for its overt question uh, that Jesus has posed about uh, giving thanks. And begin with this uh, observation or continue with this observation based on Jesus' words. And I'm going to suggest to you this morning that the kingdom of God, you know, we throw that phrase around kind of loosely and, and sometimes with not much specificity, but we throw around the phrase the kingdom of God and what do we mean? And I, I suggest to you that I think the kingdom of God, based on Jesus' words, consists of both, both the already and the not yet. Okay? That seems to be where Luke's account of the healing of the ten lepers uh, took place, somewhere between the already and the not yet. Even as geographically Luke places this miracle in the region in between Samaria, the outsiders, and Galilee, the insiders, being the Jewish people. Sort of in a no man's land is where this takes place, a village in between. Galilee and Samaria where Jesus was approached he was approached by ten men now we don't know based on the text if those ten belong to one group or the other or in fact a mixture of Jews and Samaritans for you see their disease their disease their leprosy became their one all defining attribute they were lepers more than they were Samaritans or Jews. They were lepers. They were alienated, estranged from their families, their friends, their faith, their world because of the all-defining condition that they shared. They were therefore alone in the world. But with Jesus before them, suddenly, with Jesus having traveled the route that took him to their village, they all were presented with the opportunity for faith. And growing from that faith, at least for one, an opportunity for thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Seeking out Jesus, the ten wanted the same thing. They wanted to be rid of this disease that they had done nothing to deserve, but which had changed their lives, destroyed their lives, ruined their lives, wrecked their lives, their relationships. They wanted a cure. And they were desperate enough, they were bold enough to ask Jesus for mercy in the form of a miracle. They sought a miracle and they received a miracle, all ten. Yet we are told that only one returned to give thanks. And he did so quite openly and enthusiastically. 
praising God with a loud voice, Luke writes. The man fell at Jesus' feet and thanked him. How would you find the words, huh? And finally we're told that this one was a Samaritan. The foreigner, Jesus said, of, of whom little was expected. And yet his response to the miracle was the response that all miracles seek to elicit, and that is a response of faith. Again, miracles are meant to be transparent so that you might see the activity of God in what took place, and the only appropriate response to seeing that is faith, and from faith flows thanksgiving. So it is that Jesus cut to the quick. Were not ten made clean? And it's interesting to note how these different words are used to describe what had happened. Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return to give praise to God but this foreigner? Then Jesus dismissed the man with a curious benediction. Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. His response to the miracle was the response that all miracles ought elicit. And Jesus finds these responses of faith in the most curious of places, does he not? Roman soldiers sometimes, lepers other times. But he was there seeking faith and in, in, in faith as the response. Notice, Jesus didn't say that the man's faith had cured him. You know, that, that, physical, that physical accomplishment was, was on Jesus. Okay, As they went, they were made clean. The physical and spiritual, though, were joined in this man in such a way that they formed the man's wellness, his wellness. Did, Jesus didn't say, your faith has cured you, but your faith has made you well. And this wellness implies a wholeness. Wellness is not just an absence of disease. Uh, wellness implies a wholeness and a completeness that was found in but one. This fuller wellness that Jesus spoke of has specific uh, spiritual uh, implications. Because miracles, as I say, are like that. Miracles must be seen through the lens of faith. Miracles are the conjoining of both life's physical and life's spiritual dimensions. I don't think you can kind of I don't think you can overstate that. I find miracles, in fact, to be uh, part of the fabric of what it means to be fully and authentically human, us. We have this capacity that is shared by none other of God's creatures. I mean the capacity to see spiritual implications, spiritual implications deeply embedded in things that happen and take place in the physical world to our physical bodies, our physical lives. And this is a most unique feature of personhood. When we experience the physical part of our lives and the spiritual part of our lives in harmony, the response ought always to give, be to give thanks. Thanksgiving. And today's lesson, though only one in ten perceived that, 
that faith response to the miracle occurred in one of ten. And as I look around, I consider that the odds don't seem to be much better today than they were then, huh? Of faith in response to those miracles that happen around us. More on that in a minute. In what has become the quintessential Thanksgiving text, here are the words of Paul that he wrote to the Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, with prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I do not think it an accident that Luke placed a fascinating but very brief exchange between Jesus and some Pharisees right after the story of the ten lepers. Luke tells us that some Pharisees were looking for physical signs, evidence in the, in the physical world, some signs of the coming of the kingdom of God. So Jesus corrected them, saying, the kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed. Those physical signs and indications. No, he says, nor are they going to say, look, here it is. I've found the kingdom of God. Or, there it is. There is the kingdom. No, Jesus said, the fact is, the kingdom of God is among you. It's among you right now. Such that when one perceives, when you see these things, these miracles, when you see them, you perceive the kingdom of God's presence, the right response to that ought always be thanksgiving, like our one cured leper. This reality helped inform the church's understanding of the sacrament of Holy Communion, I'm going to suggest as a celebration in the here and now, in the here and now, and yet as we contemplate it, as we consider it, as we meditate upon it, it is heavy with implications of the not yet, of the not yet. The Eucharist, the Eucharist, translated from the Greek word Euchariste, it opens the liturgical celebration the Lord be with you and also with you lift up your hearts we lift them to the Lord let us give thanks to the Lord our God it is right to give him thanks and praise okay it is this specific thanksgiving reference that gives the sacrament one of its names familiar to many the Eucharist In the meal of bread and wine, the physical and the spiritual are conjoined. They come together to create something, a new thing, a new thing, full of grace, full of grace that we receive, take into ourselves, make part of ourselves, the physical and the spiritual together in harmony, making us more authentically human. And we come near the kingdom of God. It is incomparable elegance and quite unique. 
And so as our national Thanksgiving holiday approaches, let us, the church of all people, be the first to see the physical and spiritual intersection of the day. For the day ought be more than merely a gluttonous meal. With far simpler fare than we're going to enjoy in much meaner circumstances in which to enjoy, those who established our national feast day had done so out of profoundly spiritual intentions. They understood that the true thanksgiving to which we are called must of necessity be joined to the spiritual dimensions of the day with ties to family and friends and tables and traditions, even memories of days long past, but most certainly for the pilgrims, those who came from from Europe to this continent, filled with implications of the kingdom of God and the presence of God. If we remember, if our response is the response of the one leper, if our response is the response of faith, then we will be well. We will be well, we will be more whole as the Samaritan was. The physical and the spiritual brought near. And we will be near this Thursday the kingdom of God as it finds its place resting on our tables and among us, this joining together of both the already and the not yet. Our thanksgiving. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Now go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. We hope you've enjoyed this production of the First Lutheran Church. We welcome you to visit us in person at 512 KL Avenue. You can also find us on Facebook at First Lutheran Church, Miles City, Montana, and email us at flc at midrivers.com.